the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Reaching Your Heart. Pastor Michael Oxentenko's message today is the first portion of the true gospel. We hope that you enjoy it. You can also go to reachingyourheart.com if you miss any portion of this message or the other messages you hear here. Look for the broadcast schedule. You'll find the true gospel listed there. We'll have more information about that and more at the close of our broadcast today. So please stay with us for just a few seconds afterwards. Let's get underway with the true gospel. Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. Heavenly Father, we don't want to get to heaven without Jesus, but we sure do want to be with Him. We thank You that the Holy Spirit has convicted us all that we are sinners in need of grace. And as we come to common ground at the foot of the cross, there's no place to look down on any other person. The person who wrongs us the most is the person most deserving of our love and prayer. And Father, may the love of Christ manifested at Calvary be in this place and may this congregation and this ministry, because both exist as one here, Reach out to save the lost. In Jesus' name, amen. The coroner arrived at Walter Williams' house in Lexington, Mississippi to remove his body to the morgue. When he arrived, he checked his pulse and there was no pulse to be found. That's why he was there. After a careful examination, the coroner pronounced him dead at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. It was a sad Wednesday evening. His body was bagged up and he was transported to a funeral home to begin the process of embalming him. The workers at the Mississippi Funeral Home had the perfunctory task of receiving and embalming the body that had recently been pronounced dead. When they opened the bag, to their shock and amazement, they found Mr. Walter Williams alive and well, kicking in the body bag. They called the family, and I don't know why they called the family first. They called the family, and the family said, Call the hospital. And they quickly transported Walter Williams to the hospital. It seems the pacemaker had stopped working at home. Then in the body bag, it started working again. And he revived inside the body bag. Now, Walter Williams is a farmer. He's kind of a tough kind of guy. He told everyone that he is happy to be alive. I'd like to say this morning in the Lord Jesus that I am happy to be alive. I am happy for the love of God in Christ I'm happy for the forgiveness of my sins. And I'm grateful that there is power in the Lord Jesus to live a new life with a different rhythm. In the Bible, there is only one truth that can regenerate your heart so you can go home with God and live forever. There is not three or four different kinds of truths that work for various kinds of people in the eclectic ecumenical world. There is only one truth that gets you from here to foreverland. 
It is the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And friend, this truth is not a gimmick or a game with God's law so you can trick your way into God's kingdom. It's the truth that clears your record for the judgment day. I mean, we live in crazy days in the Christian church today. Many people in the Christian church today believe that there is no law of God for the standard of the judgment. And because of this, they come up with all different ways to justify the existence of Jesus. Friend, God created this universe based on law. And the violation of that law means certain death. And Christ is God's way to overcome the condemnation of natural law and to show us grace that is unnatural, yet true in the heart of God, the true gospel. Friend, it's the truth that transforms the life. It makes your heart to beat with a new life spirit that motivates it with right motives. It's the truth that is never so ancient that it is obsolete in life. The true gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. It's the good news that saves you if you surrender to this fundamental truth. It's the good news that overcomes evil and sets the sinner free to live for God. I mean, some people today believe that you can be smart enough to come up with a new gospel. I've heard people say this. Well, the apostles, they taught this. And the reformers, they really didn't understand the gospel, even though they died at the stake for Jesus Christ and righteousness by faith. And they think that they can come up with something better just before the end of time that the godly thousands, yea, millions, who stood for Christ in previous centuries never knew. I don't buy that. I believe in an everlasting gospel that was true in the apostolic era, that was true when men and women stood for God in the dark ages, that was true in the Great Reformation when men and women went to the stake for this gospel, and that will be true at the end of time. Theologians and philosophers at the end cannot improve upon the true gospel, which is the only gospel that comes from God. And the truth that Jesus gave His apostles Way back then, I'll say it very plainly here, the only truth that will bring Jesus back to this planet at the end of the age. Nothing else. No theologian in the Middle Ages can add one bit to it or improve upon it at all. And no final generation of believers or unbelievers or anybody else or Bible teachers can improve on what Jesus taught his apostles. Can we agree to that today? Or is there disagreement here? I believe there's agreement. Nothing new this morning. Sorry. Just something old that we all need at the end of time. It's not obsolete. It's the true gospel. This morning, I'd like to describe the true gospel that saves the worst of sinners and transforms the ugliest enemy of God into a saint of God bound for glory. It is the true gospel that needs no improvement by any theologian or philosopher or any church member here today. So here is the first salient question this morning. Why do we need the gospel? The word gospel in Greek means good news. We need the good news because we have been born into a world in which everything is bad news. Am I right? I mean, the bad news is what's obvious. It's what we see around us. There are three universal truths that describe the bad news. That is the universal human predicament. That makes the good news necessary in your life. So let's review the bad news first. Universal truth number one. Everyone is bad with no exceptions whatsoever. Now some people don't like to think that. 
They think that all we need is a little education from God and we'll be okay. No. Your problem isn't that you're ignorant. Your problem is that you're corrupt. The nature that is inside every human being means every person is bad. Romans 3, 9. What then? Are we Jews any better off than Gentiles? Understood? No. Not at all. For I have already charged that all men, it means all men and women here, both Jews and Greeks, are under the power of sin. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have gone wrong. No one does good, not even one. Now this is pretty basic stuff here. What it's saying is your problem isn't that you don't know enough about God. Your problem is that you are corrupted by sin. And because of sin, you can't know God. Something has to take over the rottenness of us all for us to know the living God. A fundamental truth as part of the bad news is that we are all bad. Now today I'm looking at a church that is full of bad people. I'm looking at a church full of bad people and I'm sorry you had to learn it from me. The preacher's bad too. Everyone here, without exception, by nature is rotten to the core and by deed in their life record has fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible teaches this. Everyone here, without exception, has a problem. And everyone here, if left to themselves, would not want to live with God as He really is unless God changes who they really are on the inside. So something has to make the heart beat in the body bag of a sinful world with a new rhythm and a new life. I hear voices today in our church saying, well, if we just knew enough of the truth of God, we'd change. Education doesn't change people at this level. It takes the regeneration of the Holy Spirit by grace infused by Christ through faith the only active agent that can move a sinner from condemnation to grace, from alienation to love of God. And that cannot be engineered by the brightest minds in this world. Universal truth number two, no one can save himself or herself by simply trying to keep the law. Trying hard won't work. Romans 3.19 Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law. So that every mouth will be stopped and the whole world may be accountable to God. For no human being will be justified in his sight by works of law. Since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Now we don't need anything clearer than this. The Bible is saying even though the law is good. Even though the law is a moral standard for the Christian. It is not done away with. You cannot achieve a righteousness based on perfect obedience that will suit you for the judgment day because every single person has fallen short of God's glory and God's obedience. You see, this is an offensive truth. It's not one that religious people like to hear. Trying hard is not good enough to save you. Keeping the commandments as a means of gaining righteousness won't work, Paul's saying. Earning merit with God is really a demerit with God. Keeping a list of moral improvements won't make you good or moral. And trying to learn more about God doesn't make you like God. Universal truth number three. Everyone deserves to die because everyone has sinned. 
Romans 5, 12. Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all men sinned. What he's saying here is very clearly, is in Adam, we were all there. When Adam sinned, as far as God was concerned, you sinned. There was a corporate link to Adam's decision. We are tied to Adam's fate unless God reverses Adam's circumstance. None of us can be saved. We need a Savior, a second Adam, to reverse the sin of Adam for us to enter God's kingdom. Romans 6.23 simply says, The wages of sin is death. And sin started with Adam. And the bad news is we are all sinners by nature. So nothing you try on your own can make the bad news good news. Trying hard can't turn bad news into good news. Trying hard can't turn bad people into good people either. The only thing that changes bad news is good news. Good news. And friend, the good news that changes people is the true gospel that meets every person's need inside the heart and for the judgment day in Jesus Christ. What is the true gospel? Let's ask ourselves that question this morning. First, it is the power of God to save you. No more commentary needed than that simple statement. It is God's power to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Romans 1, 16 and 17. This is one of the great verses in the Bible. You should make sure you have it very accessible in your walk with God because it means so much. Paul says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation. And what does the text say next? It says to everyone, doesn't it? It's like John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His Son for the whosoever that believes. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also the Greek. Friend, the good news is God's method and God's means to save people. It is the power of God to salvation. Now this Greek word save means to heal. I've been to Turkey. I've seen some of the Asclepions some of the ancient monuments to healing. And this word soter means to heal. When God saves you, He doesn't just give you a ticket to go to heaven. He heals you so you can get to heaven. He heals you so you're fit for heaven. It is the power of God to remove your guilt and to make you right for the world you will live in. Friend, there is no part of your life that is broken, that the gospel cannot heal it up. There is no pain in your life that is so hurtful that the true gospel cannot heal the wound that hurts a lot. There is no inner affliction that is so severe that the true gospel cannot bring the balm of Gilead and heal the sickness and save the soul that is rotten and give the person inside a new life where before there was no life. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to save everyone. And the key word here is everyone. The true gospel is for everyone who needs to be saved. And any person, every person who is saved in God's kingdom will be saved only because of the true gospel. So what is this gospel? As Christians, it's possible. In fact, I was just recently watching a video response to the Vatican. 
by a prominent evangelist in our church, who I respect quite a bit. But when it came to the question of the gospel and how to make sense with the challenge that had come from a representative of the Vatican, he was dumbfounded. He didn't know exactly how to respond to it. He quickly moved on. It's possible to be a part of the remnant church and not to understand what is the apostolic gospel. What is that vital component of the third angel's message called the faith of Jesus, which stands alongside the commandments of God. And without the two, we do not have the final proclamation for the end of time. Friends, we don't need to invent another gospel. We need to surrender to the apostolic gospel, which is the true gospel. And so, everyone says, Jesus died for everyone. Any person and every person who is saved in God's kingdom will be saved only because of the true gospel. So what is it? Romans 1, 1. Let's just go to the very first part of the book of Romans. The key verse is verse 3. Let's look at the context so we don't read without understanding. The Bible says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The gospel was predicted in the Old Testament. The gospel is God's truth for you, proclaimed in the past, verified in the presence by the coming of Christ. It says in verse 3, the gospel concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and designated son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness, by His resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of His name among the nations. Now go back to verse 3. Here Paul says it's the gospel concerning what? The gospel concerning His Son. Verse 3 is very clear. The gospel is about Jesus I mean, if you need the most basic answer, Christ is the good news. It's about the person of Jesus, what Jesus has done, that which was predicted about Jesus in the past that has come to reality in the present that has been fulfilled. It's good news. It's the gospel. The good news is the true gospel that concerns God's Son, Jesus. And the apostles knew this very well. Friend, we will know that we understand the gospel when we live and when we proclaim the person of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the victory of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and our teachings and our understandings are wrapped around the omnipotent power that is in the person of the Son of God that God gave to save us. The gospel is about God's Son. In fact, Christ is the content, the subject matter, and the truth in the true gospel. No theologian can improve upon Jesus' words and Jesus' teachings and Jesus' victory for every Christian. And no thinker can think a deeper thought, more brilliant and more significant than that which was taught by Jesus, who is the substance of the good news. And no armchair theologian has anything to say that is more meaningful than what Jesus had to say when he spread his arms out. He died for the world. Christ's birth, death, and life is more profound than someone's analysis of God's character. The proclamation of the truth is what transforms the life. And dear heart, Jesus is the good news and the substance of the true gospel. 
The good news that overcomes the bad news in your life is the good news about Jesus. How many of you like to say goodbye to the bad news? Just push that out of your life. Have no more to do with it. To embrace something that is powerful and dynamic that will propel you into a new direction. The gospel is that truth. So what is this true gospel concerning Jesus that is so important for your life? And how does it affect your life in a practical kind of way? Let's just take our time and work through it this morning. Simply stated, Jesus' life and Jesus' death replaces your bad life and your deserved death at every level if you have faith in Him as your Savior. Did you hear me? His death, His life, takes the place of your failed experience. Your birth, death, and life is removed from the equation of God's acceptance because His birth, His death, His life is perfect and adequate, and in Christ you are complete. That is the substance of the apostolic gospel. Christ takes the place of your bad birth. Jesus' life takes the place of your failed life where you could not compensate, where you could not deal with a faulty conscience. God in Christ has forgiven you. And by faith in Christ, you have a righteousness outside of yourself that is not subjective. It's not based on how you feel or don't feel. It's based on who Jesus is as your Savior. By raw faith you lay hold of the truth that one man died for every man so that every man might no longer live for himself but for the one who gave himself for them. In God's verdict in Jesus at the cross, in the resurrection, in the judgment day, will reverse your verdict and has already because Christ died for you. You know, it's so hard to believe this, especially as religious people because we so much measure our acceptance with God on how good we are at being Christians. And it's when we mess up in life, we feel somehow the Lord has kicked us out of the church. You know, last time I checked, the church was a place for sinners. I'm sure a few of you have come this morning. And let's face it, none of us want to sin, right? If we're really seeking God, correct? We don't want cheap grace. We don't want a life without real obedience in it. But isn't the raw test when you fall short of God's glory, what do you do then? How do you come to grips with God when you just aren't the smiley, perfect Christian everybody thought you should be and you wanted to be? Friend, by grace you have been saved if you lay hold of Christ anyway. And God will pick you up and restore you and move you into His future because He didn't die to discard you so easily. He didn't die to discard you so easily. He died to hold you close to his heart and bring you into his celestial kingdom. Friend, Jesus is the good news. And the birth of Jesus is the beginning of the gospel. Luke 2, verse 10. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, this sounds like the first angel's message in the book of Revelation, fear God and give him glory. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Friend, Jesus wasn't born for some special group of people called the elect. Christ was born for all the people who need him. Theologians will tell you he came to die for the elect. 
The angel said he was born for all the people's a savior. If I have to pick between a theologian and an angel from God's throne, I'll accept the truth that comes from an angel. Christ died for everybody. I mean, this notion that some have been predestined, God could care less about the rest, is not in the Bible. Christ died for every single soul that's precious in his eyes. In principle, the blood of the atonement is large enough and expansive enough to embrace the world. It's not God's will that any should perish. All the people means the poorest person, the richest person too. All the people means the person who you wouldn't like and don't like and the person who doesn't like you too. They both should come to church, shouldn't they? You know, the person you don't like and the person doesn't like you, I hope they're both sitting in church because that's your brother and sister in God's plan. And time for reconciliation requires you put the old things aside. It means the lowest person, the person of privilege. It means all the people, whether they know it or not, every person was born under the curse of Adam's sin as a sinner too. And Jesus was born so his unique birth can take the place of your altogether and ordinary birth that means nothing without God's transformation. The good news of Jesus' birth replaces the bad news of your bad beginnings. You know, psychologists tell us today that people have a hard time overcoming backgrounds. That when you're born into a social system or you're imprinted with certain messages from childhood, it's just like almost impossible to overcome that. And the reason why they think it's almost impossible is because they do not know the true gospel. That is all the time we have for the first portion of the true gospel. Today's Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Ox and Tanko. You can go online to reachingyourheart.com to listen to the entire message without interruption. That's reachingyourheart.com. You can donate online there at reachingyourheart.com or you can send your contribution to Reaching Hearts International, 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. That's 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. Thanks for joining us. And until we meet again, we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.